Hi everyone, welcome back to the Happy Monday Podcast. My name is Evan Magnick, and this is the podcast to get your week started right. We pick some great news that you may have missed from the previous week, and a new episode drops every Monday, so make sure and hit that subscribe button. On this episode, some young men dine with an elderly woman, a deaf puppy learns sign language, and a man in Ohio gives up food in lieu of beer for Lent. Our first story comes at you from Cahokia, Illinois. 22-year-old Kashawn Baldwin was on the way to a job interview when he was pulled over by a police officer. To make matters worse, the car had expired tags and Baldwin didn't have a valid license. He explained to the officer how he borrowed his friend's car and took the chance to drive illegally because he didn't have another way of getting to the interview. The officer said he was very respectful and could tell that he really wanted to get to the interview. The officer then offered to give him a ride. Even though he's a couple minutes late, Baldwin ended up getting the job and he says he was extremely grateful to the officer. Last week, Jamario Howard and his friends were sharing a meal at Brad's Diner in Oxford, Alabama when he saw the senior sitting alone. My exact thoughts were, dang, I'd hate to have to eat alone, Howard recalled on Facebook. So rather than allow the woman to continue dining by herself, he crossed over to her table and asked if he could sit with her for a while. Howard and Eleanor began chatting and swapping life stories. And as they continued to chat, she mentioned that her husband had recently passed away and it would have been their 60th wedding anniversary the following day. I instantly gave my condolences and asked her to come eat with us, which she was excited to do, writes Howard. Eleanor and the three young men shared the rest of the meal together, laughing and chatting all the while, and Howard says that it taught him a valuable lesson about humanity. The point in this is always be kind and be nice to people, writes Howard. You never know what they are going through. This woman changed my outlook on life and how I look at other people. Everyone has a story, so do not judge. Police gave new meaning to protect and serve last week when a 5-year-old kid called 911 to place a McDonald's order while his grandmother was asleep. Can you bring me a McDonald's? Isaiah Hall asked dispatcher Sarah Kuberski, according to WZZM-TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Kaberski reportedly told the boy that's not something she could do, but shared word of the call with an on-duty patrolman. One of those cops, Officer Dan Patterson, found the April 14th request so funny, so he decided to respond to the call and make sure everything was okay. I'm driving past McDonald's on my way there, and I might as well get him something, Patterson reportedly said. However, he received anything but a hero's welcome when he made his delivery. According to the report, Hall told him, my grandma's going to be so mad, can you please go away? His fellow officers appreciated the gesture, with one colleague saying news of Patterson's good deed made his night. On Easter morning, Darius Leonard, linebacker from the Indianapolis Colts, was driving down the road in his hometown of Lakeview, South Carolina. He saw someone stranded on the side of the road and swerved off to help. Martha Isbell, a former teacher, was all dressed up on her way to church. While many news outlets mistakenly reported that he was helping a stranger, Isabel said he knew it was her, but that he would have done it even if it was a stranger. He's done a lot of growing up, she said, recalling Leonard as a high school student. 
Darius was finding himself at that time, so I was tough on him, said Isabel, the girls' junior varsity basketball coach and varsity assistant at Lakeview. He was a student that was kind of the class clown. He played a little bit. He had some friends, and they wanted to make biology interesting. We had our differences. Everyone knows Leonard's talents on the field, but he really was darn good at changing that tire, said Isabel. He was real quick. The biggest issue was the jack. I had a pitiful jack, and he worked with that jack until he got it right, she said. He wanted to make sure I had what I needed and was safe before he left. Isabel made it to church, and Leonard kept on to where he was going, like it was nothing. Emerson the puppy was only six weeks old when he was dumped in an animal shelter and left to fight for his life against a host of health issues. Staffers at the NFR Maine Animal Shelter in North Monmouth, Maine, said that in addition to being deaf, the puppy suffered from seizures and canine parvo, a highly contagious viral illness. Despite his struggles, Emerson underwent treatment for the disease and pulled through. 31-year-old Nick Abbott says he was particularly moved by Emerson's story on social media because he too is deaf. Nick said he was interested in meeting Emerson because they would understand each other, being that they both share the same hearing difficulties. The shelter wrote on Facebook, When Nick and his mom walked into the house to meet Emerson, Emerson made a direct line for Nick and sat at his feet. Abbott and Emerson now have been living with each other for three months, and their relationship is melting hearts across social media. Abbott says that he has been teaching sign language to his canine companion so they can communicate with each other. Just one week after Emerson moved into his new home, Abbott said he already knew the sign for sit. Emerson learned sign language very quickly, and it did not take long for him to understand. Good training is the key to a good dog. So far, Emerson knows how to sit, lay down, stay, come, and we are currently working on shake. Earlier this month, NSW police in Sydney, Australia, asked for the public's help in finding a woman they believed stole the pet. Chris, 59, received an outpouring of support after it was revealed that Lucy, his rat, went missing. Chris and Lucy are a well-known duo to many Sydney residents who walk past them every day. On April 6th, Chris went to use a nearby restroom and when he returned, Lucy was nowhere to be found. Chris's story came to light when a picture of him was posted on social media, along with a sign he had made that read, My pet rat Lucy was stolen on Saturday. It turns out a woman, who walked past and saw Lucy alone, believed she had been abandoned, so she took her home and cared for her. Lucy was returned to her owner, and Chris is very grateful. A group of firefighters in Missouri helped an elderly man get home after his electric wheelchair gave out on the side of the road. What happens when a fire truck comes upon a citizen whose electric wheelchair has stopped working? You get out and help them, the Raytown Fire Protection District posted on Facebook. The man, who is a veteran, had decided to go fishing at a nearby pond when he got stuck in a ditch. Some people tried to help but were unable to free him, so they called the Raytown Fire Department. Our guys responded out there and basically lifted a wheelchair with him in it up out of the rut he was stuck in, Deputy Chief Mike Hunley told the Kansas City Star. He apparently had been trying to get himself out with a wheelchair and it expended the battery so it was pretty drained. The firefighters decided the best way to get him home was to push him in the wheelchair and ended up pushing him the seven blocks back to his house.
Here's a story for the beer drinkers out there. An Ohio man didn't eat any food for 46 days. Instead, he spent Lent downing draft beer. Del Hall, who says he drinks beer for a living, works at Cincinnati's 50 West Brewing Company. Hall wasn't buzzed because he spaced out the alcoholic beverages throughout the day. The Army veteran lost 44 pounds over the course of about 40 days after being inspired to try an old Catholic tradition. I'm having so much fun with all this. Being a beer guy, you always hear this story about the monks in Bavaria like in the 1600s. They gave up all solid food for Lent, and they only drank the special kind of beer they called Doppelbach. It's got a lot of nutrients in it, a lot of carbohydrates, and a lot of sugar. Hall documented his journey on social media, giving updates daily and tracking his weight. The Army veteran, who said he was number one in his class and has run a marathon before, said the first week was really tough, but after that, he lost his addiction to food. The beer connoisseur said that craft beer is better than the standard American fast food diet. He was constantly monitored by a doctor during his fast to make sure his health was sound. My health is so much better, my blood pressure, my cholesterol, everything has improved over what I was eating before the standard American diet. Everything has improved over what I was eating before of the standard American diet. Hall added, craft beer is the way to go. Navy veteran Anthony Teague spent years building his collection of baseball memorabilia, some of it near priceless. Helmets, signed baseballs, antique catcher's mitts with worn leather palms. He's held items autographed by Babe Ruth, even. He sold nearly all of it for something more important. His fellow former service men and women. Teague used the money to start Veteran Threads, a project in which he buys abandoned items of clothing from dry cleaners, and donates them to veterans in need through the Cincinnati Department of Veterans Affairs. Some people just need a little hope, to feel a little appreciation for what they've done, and I feel veterans should be at the top of that list, he said. The Teague family's connection to the military is older even than some of his old baseball mementos. His great-great-grandfather served in World War I and World War II, his great-grandfather served in World War II, and his grandfather and father each spent decades in the Army. His son, too, is interested in joining the Navy or Air Force. That long-running family history makes Teague determined to succeed, he said. Veteran Threads collected over 3,000 items of clothing in its first two months of existence, outpacing his expectations as well as those of business partner, Marine Corps Air Traffic Controller Alan Walker. For them to have an opportunity to dress for success and hopefully get their first leg up, we think it's really exciting, Teague said. It's better than collecting dust. I have a small home, and my wife was quite frankly glad to see some of it go. This last story comes from Bryan County, Georgia. Baby Mackenzie wasn't delivered traditionally in a hospital. Instead, on the side of the road. Bryan County paramedic firefighter Patricia Phillips is just one of two who helped deliver the healthy baby girl. She said that when they received the call around 9.30 Saturday morning, her and her partner, Bryan County EMT, Ian Zeba, immediately sprung into action. You know you're in this line of work. You know it's going to come eventually, and it's the same as one of those major car crashes and stuff that you have to do, said Zeba. With mother, Valerie Richardson, already passed her due date and her husband deployed, both Zeba and Phillips said the situation was what they trained for, but never expected. With two kids of his own, Zeba said this non-traditional situation hit close to home. You have to have that feeling inside of you, everything that you do. 
That does it for this episode of the Happy Monday Podcast. I'd like to thank our ecstatic level patron, John Macknick, and our top patron, Rich Macknick. If you like what you heard and want to join them, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash happymonday or on our anchor page. If you can't contribute financially, please rate and review the podcast. And if you have some friends who you think would love some great news, make sure and share it with them. You can get in touch on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We also have a new website where you can sign up for our mailing list. Check it out at happymonday.online. If you have a story that would be good for a future episode, send an email to happymondaypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and here's the Happy Monday quote of the week from Jim Rohn. Happiness is not something you postpone for the future. It is something you design for the present.